labelling the good things around Australia. Our experts analyse the weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. He'd have to be fired up, wouldn't he? Uh, David Gately, so many meetings to look at, including Mooney Valley tonight. Good morning. Thanks, Dave. Yes, Group 1 Racing in the Valley tonight. Great to have it back. Beautiful uh, conditions. Rail true. Um, got a best and a value there. The best, I'm going to go race two, Brave Mead. Uh, horse number three was, um, I thought, good first up in a slowly run race. It was right with sort of Sapati and Centify. They were fighting out the Guineas Prelude, of course. Uh, this guy was able to lead when he won the St Albans Stakes here as a two-year-old. He ran a really strong last 600 figure that uh, that night. So he's my best race to number three. A value, I'm going to go race eight, number five, Inhibitions. And uh, she chased and beat Oz Empress, who won the Jim Maloney, of course, and then beat Allbar Charmstone last time. That girl was right on the heels of um, of the elite males in the Golden Rose. So, look, I think she's the one over the odds. Isn't a competitive Phillies race at the current price? Uh, the Group 1 Moyer, uh, look, Imperatrice is obvious uh, off that return win. Not many sail past Giga Kick, and that's what she did. And uh, she's full one four or five second up. So people worried she's staying at a thousand. Um, you know, I guess you know, I guess that's a legitimate query. But her record's there to say that she can perform. Uncommon James, that is the danger. But uh, yeah, I think Imperatrice uh, picks herself. To be honest, in the feature tonight, Mornington on Saturday. Of course, Grand Final are here in uh, in Melbourne town. So just the eight races. See, that takes me back. All right, Cordy, first leg's race five. Uh, two, Aravine, closed off well. First up, 1,400. Sharply up in trip. Second up, 1,800. Ran well uh, on a tough day to be a sweeper. He, she was able to run on. And she did run well in a Randwick City Cup. Uh, third up, last prep. Aussie Nation has the upside. And time, two, nine, first leg. Second leg, Pantaloni returned uh, Gelded. He won his maiden. He then chased Coinside at Lakeside. That winner ran okay in the Indian Stakes prior to that. So it takes on the older horses, be it down in the weights, of course. Speedtail, that was an easy win, Packenham, solid in a benchmark 70 hillside last time. Shock them over, emerged from that race to win very well at Corkland on Saturday. Extreme flight, bit of 1200, they're the ticks. And uh, Prancing Spirit, I'm going to put in the Cordy, just has to run a strong 1200. Nine, seven, one, and six. The Harry White Classic, I think there's three key hopes. The Regal Power, who just needs another win, but uh, he does uh, come back a notch from a, a heavily and a naturalism. He's been at 2,500 metres once. He won that day. Borna King took off good race at the Valley, ran really well. And Maserati Bay, I think they'll be more positive this time. Took a sit, slowly run race last start. Not his go. He's won three or four at 2,500, this horse. So one, four and three in that third leg. The last, I was pretty keen on Miss Galore. She's, she was too good for the males, fresh. Uh, and then on the heels of Holly Lolly in good time, second up in the first prep, and stakes place to a horse called Casserole Merchant was second there. It's great form. Extreme step, I have uh, the days. Only good ride, gate one. Aquilero is an interesting runner. Jumped out well, has a future. Uh, 3 one ten, home in the quaddy. So we're not too wide there. Our best at Mornington. Race one, number three, Pride of Sullivan. So we're coming out swinging back to 1,000 and back in grade might uh, might uh, get us off the off, um, off the mark in style and, and, and play with their money. So race one, number three, Pride of Sullivan, our best bet at Mornington. 
Um, tough to find a value on the card. Perhaps our next best race at number three, Miss Galore, there. Best in Sydney, race five, number one, Top Kitten, gets to 1,600. Terrific run in the Ming Dynasty wide. Probably beats NCAP with even luck that day. NCAP then goes with an inch winning a Golden Rose. Back to set weights for Tom Kitten as well. So, gee, it's a strong case. Race five, number one, Ramwick, our best for the day up there. Our value, uh, look, I'm, I'm having a two-bet strategy in the Epsom. Uh, Madam Comrie is my best roughie. Uh, she gets out to the mile third up. She was terrific first up. And my topics, uh, the inevitable, who's been smashed in the betting, I know. So um, they're the two I want to play in the Epsom. And, of course, that encapsulates uh, our value play, which would be Madame Pomery at, at the price. All right. Good luck, punters. Thank you. See you, mate. Thanks, David. I'll repeat all that information for you. Um, Madame Pomery is $31, uh, number 15. The inevitable is our $7 favourite. That's what you love about these big handicaps, don't you? Big spreading the, spreading the weights and a lot of horses given a chance in the race. Massive betting affairs, aren't they? Some of these big handicaps. So let's go back to Mornington. First of all, we'll give you his quadrilla numbers for tomorrow. So Mornington, the first leg of the quaddy race five, it was two, nine and five. Two, nine, five. Race six, his numbers were nine, seven, one, six. Nine, seven, one, six, race six. Race seven, one, four, three. So one, four, three. And race eight, numbers three, one and ten. Three, one, ten. Mornington Quadrella. Best at Mornington, one, three, Pride of Sullivan. His value at Mornington, race eight, three. So one, three, eight, three is the value. Miss Galore. Mooney Valley tonight, his best bet, 2-3 Brave Mead, his value, 8-5 Inhibitions. So 2-3 Brave Mead, 8-5 Inhibitions is the value. At Ramwick, his best bet is 5-1 Tom Kitten, and he said he'd play a couple of horses in the Epsom, 8-15 Madame Pomery, and 8-3 The Inevitable. And as I mentioned at the prices, you can back both and return a profit or throw them into exotics, because the Inevitable is $7 and Madame Pomery as I mentioned, his very big odds in the race, $31. And just back to Tom Kitten at Ramwick. Race five, number one, is $2.30 right now. David Gately. With Michael Maxworthy on a bit of a break, Paul Joyce has been good enough to join us to find us a couple of winners for the Eagle Farm card. How are you, Paul? Good morning, Steve. I'm terrific. Uh, really looking forward to getting out to Eagle Farm tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately, it means I can't get up to the Sunshine Coast tonight, of course, for their first night meeting of the season. But uh, we've got to do what we've got to do, Steve, and hopefully I can just find a few there tomorrow. Action King, he busted the clock last start. You think he, he can do it again? Well, I mean, he absolutely busted the clock, didn't he? And he did it so easily. His action was so fluent through the line. James Orman certainly didn't punish him through the line either. And that was obviously a big step up from what we saw on Day Build Eagle Farm, which was the eye-catcher behind Flag Hall over the 1,000, where he really zipped through the line. So we've now seen him twice, essentially, at the 1,000 metres, but he gets to the 1,200 uh, tomorrow, and, and that's exactly what he's looking for. Uh, there's some nice horses in the race, which is why we're still getting a price. I mean, Instagood was a good last start winner. Uh, show me money, uh, show me mercy. Uh, it was very well backed in that Instagood race, and you could argue was probably the hard luck story in it. Uh, North of Eli is coming off a first-up win at Grafton as well. Oceans of Energy and, of course, Adriel uh, contested some very good races uh, during the winter, including the Champagne Classic behind Safrado. So it's a, it's a really good race uh, for this time of year. It's an outstanding field they've got together. But uh, I just think off my eye and off the clock, I think Action King could be one right out of the box. So race three, number three, Action King, Stephen, certainly has met with very good support so far. Yeah, 320 tab fix for Kelly Sweeter. 3-3, three, three. we move to race six for your next one. 
Yeah, coconut soup, fairly easy one to find, but sometimes the, when they look obvious and you start to dissect a race, you'll start to find a few question marks or queries. I think with Kokonotsu, the more you look at the race, the more you think he's actually a good thing. Uh, he's obviously got the, the former Eagle Farm. He's had three starts here for two wins in a second. He's got better and better with every start this campaign, particularly as he's crept up in distance and he's hit that 1,800-metre mark now his last two starts and really hasn't given anything else a look in. Uh, he beat Ostomy home last start in the benchmark 68. Ostomy came out and cranked the form at his next start. So there's everything you like about him throwing the gun draw or throwing the map and I think he gets a fairly soft lead. Sebring Girl probably happy just to sit outside. But Bailey Wheeler has the three kilos off her, so he'll probably be happy to let Coconuts do the work and just try and outmuscle him late. But I just don't think she'll be good enough to do that. So I think Coconuts is a good thing in race six and can extend the preparation, which has already re- resulted in three wins and two seconds from five starts. Six three two dollars seventy. And you like one in the next race seven? Well, this is this is just some great racing tomorrow there, isn't there, at Eagle Farm? We see Beast Mode here as the short price favourite. Now, he's had six starts for four wins in two seconds. So David Van Dyke's placed him, as usual, to perfection. Tougher test tomorrow. Benchmark 75 grade, 1,000 metres. Good pressure. Flaming Conquest, we know, only knows one way, and that's flat out. Beast Mode prefers to lead, but they'll probably look at the option of taking a sit tomorrow with Flaming Conquest engaged. Glorious Ruby showed blistering pace to win a recent trial. And then, of course, Glamour and Glory, which has won three on the bounce at the sunny coast over a 1,000 and has done it pretty much from in front on every occasion. So it's going to be a pressure 1,000 as long as we don't get any key scratchings. And I think that'll set it up for immoral number two. Tony Gollan, James Orman, this horse is absolutely airborne. He's won three of his last four. And even though he was beaten behind Mushkiali last start, I think with even luck in running, he would have won that race. He was certainly the eye-catcher in it once he got clear. He absolutely flew home. So uh, I'm going to stick with the inform immoral. Obviously, it's it's going to need a bit of luck from the draw and the things to work out with a couple of those speed horses coming back late. But I just think there is going to be that genuine pressure, and uh, that's where I want to put my money at the odds. So race seven, number two, immoral. $5. Thanks for your time, Paul. Absolute pleasure. Good luck. Paul Joyce from the Sky Network, Eagle Farm. He likes race 3 3, Action King, 320, 6 3, Coconut, uh, Coconutsu, 270, so 6 3, and 7 2, Immoral. The price, $5. So Ray Hickson's joining us from Racing New South Wales. Good morning to you, Ray. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good, thank you. We'll get your quaddy numbers in the morning, but you'll, will you be throwing quite a few in the Epsom? Uh, I, I'd say I'd be quite throwing quite a few in the Epsom. It's, I don't know about you, Steve, having looked, at, looked down the, the fields, but it's a, it's a, I don't remember a day like this where there have been so many horses that have been so well found in the market. I mean, we've got an odds-on favourite in the Metropolitan. Obviously, the Epsom's open wide. We've got a short-price favourite in the Premier uh, we've got short price favourites in the two two-year-old races. Um, Tom Keaton's pretty short in the in the Dulcify. It's, it's going to be an interesting little battle between the punters and the bookies tomorrow. You like this state of America in the first for David Payne mm. in the midway. Giving Zach Lloyd a pretty big day, as you'll see from these tips. Um, I thought he should have won at Canterbury last start. He had to be negatively ridden from the outside barrier in a small field. And, and John Van Overmeer played for luck trying to get runs through the field. They didn't come. Uh, the winners were often, winner was often gone, and uh, he was reeling them in two strides to their one, but just gave away too much start. I think mean, he draws well for Zach Lloyd here. Um, he's just racing really well this preparation 
state of America. And in this midway, which is quite open, uh, I think um, if he holds his form, there's no reason to suggest he won't. I think he can win the first. Current price, $3.60, Then we move over to the fourth. Another one for Zach Lloyd. Uh, race four, number 13, uh, Al Tivo. Um, there's a big zero against his name um, for his last run at Randwick two weeks ago. Go back and watch that replay because um, he didn't get out at any stage at all in that race. He drew barrier three at 61. He's a big horse. Um, Zach Lloyd had him ready to go when a gap opened, but no gaps opened, and uh, he went to the line unextended. I like him drawn out a little bit. I think he can find a back to follow into the race. He's a big horse. He's got a good turn of foot. Uh, if you can blend into it, I think you'll be steaming down the middle. So ignore that zero. Um, I think you'll be atoning race four, number 13. Current price, $3.40. And what's this one in the last that you fancy? Another one for Zach Lloyd. Race uh, 10, number 18, Airman. Now, he's a, a lightly raced horse. He snuck into the field here down on 53 kilos. He had 56 when he uh, bumped into Red Card and Smashing Eagle at Rose Hill. Uh, first up from a spell three weeks ago, that was a benchmark 88 race. Um, as we know, Red Card led and controlled that race. Um, Airman had to go back from a wide barrier there. He's drawn not too far away from the likely favourite, Kaboo, here. And I think if Zach can put him in that first half of the field, and I think there's an opportunity for him to slot in, um, he's going to be very strong late. It really comes down to... Kaboo's a very smart horse, and it really comes down to how much pressure he has to absorb because I think Airman will be flooding home, as his name suggests. And I just think he's worth, he's worth a, a shot because if Kaboo doesn't win, I think Airman will. Airman's prices were tab 460, so race 10, 18. So you're three for Sydney, one five State of America, race 413 Altiva, and race 10, number 18 Airman. And I'll chat to you in the morning. Uh, we'll, we'll chat to you an hour later the following week, won't we? Yeah, bring it on. Uh, oh, please. <laughs> saving. It's a headache for us. You guys, you guys have got to get with the times. It's oh. the best thing ever. You try texting someone in South... I've got to text people in South Australia, try and work at the time. They're, they're different to then Victoria and also uh, the yep, NT's... Yep, anyway, yep. It's lovely. Beautiful. Thank you. Bring on summer. Thanks, yeah. Steve. Right, thanks for joining, uh, joining us there. But just on that, yeah, 8 o'clock next week, we start racing HQ from Tuesday, and that's 9 o'clock New South Wales, Tassie, 7.30 in the NT and 8.30 SA. Gardens here to talk about Telstra and how good they are. Good morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a diabolic experience, but anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. Frustrating, isn't it, when you just keep running into yeah. dead ends, sitting on phones for hours at a time, trying to sort oh, something yeah. out and then get th put through yeah. and be dismissed very quickly. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More for we got there eventually. It only it took did. six weeks, but finally got there to <laughs> something that could have been solved on day one very yeah. simply. But anyway, we're there. Race four at Morpherville. Tell me about surprise calling. Oh, surprise coming. Surprise coming. Yeah, I think he's, he's a really interesting horse, this Blake. He's, he's a real lucky incumbent. This is a nice race. Um, Patrick Payne's scratch, scratch gifted games. That kind of changes the complexion of the race a little, but plenty in here with some promise. And, um, yeah, surprise coming, I think, has been um, really... It was really impressive last time at Flemington. I thought over the 1,400 in the extra plate behind Griff 
very, very solid that day. He just kind of kept on coming, ran through the line really strongly. This is his um, his tune-up for the Caulfield Guineas. So um, I think the expectation is that he, you know, he, he will run very well tomorrow. Um, and if everything goes to plan, he's then off to the the Caulfield Guineas. So an amazing thrill for uh, for Kylie Schultz, who's only uh, started training quite recently. And, um, yeah, surprise coming is a, is a very promising horse. Barry won, probably not. Not perfect, but look, it's a smallish field, only only eight in it now, and he'll be very strong late. Um, probably should be winning. Well, probably you'd expect he he wins tomorrow if he's um if he's going to be any kind of you know competitive shot in the uh, in the Caulfield Guineas. One ninety five at the moment. Race four, number two. Race six. Money's coming. Uh, yeah, in race six, um, been on this horse before. Sixteen reasons, and can't see any reason why um <coughs> why why she can't continue to win. She's a uh, it's been really, really good performer for the uh, Will Clark and Nicky O'Shea stable. The win last time at Morpher was was really good. Um, yeah, and I think everything she's done suggests that she's just going to continue to in, continue to to improve. And um, fourteen hundred metres, kind of based on what we've seen so far, looks like it's going to be the right kind of trip for her. And drawn beautifully in Barrier Four, Todd Panel. He's a you know one of our very, very best jockeys on board. Against a, a nice competitive race, this one I think Aruga Mama's. Um, and got a solid chance, and so is Kiliarko. But yeah, I think um, everything points towards 16 reasons making it two wins on end from Barrier Four. 16 reasons, six, seven, and what's the one in race number nine here at Malvertville? Yeah, another interesting run of this one. Lovely looking. Um, yeah, it's not a particularly strong race, I think it's fair to say. But this three-year-old filly, she's by an American fair of Go Go Grace, who used to race here for uh, for Leon McDonald and Andrew Lewis a few seasons back. She's from that. Um, that Harry Perks breed, and um, which is really good. Last time when she won it, um, when she won at Morfield, that was um, that was a couple of weeks ago. She beat Give Some Lip, who I think is a very nice horse. Bolted in was third that day. Um, look, she just shapes as a horse who's going to continue to get better. She looks like she's, um, you know, she's quite raw still, and looks like she's got scope for significant improvement. Jason Holder on board. Um, yeah, I think she's a she's a filly with a lot of upside, and I, she's another one I expect them to be very very strong late. Loving. Lovely looking. She thinks there's some chance she could develop into a into a black type kind of filly at some stage in her career. I think she's got a lot of promise, even though she's gone around at twenty dollars plus uh, both times we've seen her at the racetrack. Just check the price there again: four sixty one eighty. So your three specials for Moffatville: four two surprise coming, six seven sixteen reasons, and nine ten lovely looking. Thanks for that, Ben. Good on you, Steve. Thanks very much. Thanks, Gadden. One day, Colin McNiff, when he retires from race calling, I'll interview him and say, well, what were some of your highlights of your calling career? And he's going to mention the inevitable for sure. How are you, Colin? Yeah, he's only been heavily back too for the Epsom tomorrow. Yeah, he's wow. into silly. $7, seven now, yeah. Yeah, no, open $15, so real, uh, really good go for him. I, I'd be so wrapped for, for David Perez if uh, if he could get that Group 1 under his belt. That that would just be uh, just be fantastic. He's a, a really hard-working jockey and a, a really nice guy. Yeah, he sounds like a nice guy as well. We had him on mm. yesterday. His first, where he rode for, first meeting was Kerrang! Uh, mm. And then he rode his first winner, I think, at Griffith in New South Wales. Mm. Yeah, he spent a little bit of time up in Queensland too. Uh, he, he's been, been around the traps that... Uh, He's really settled and found his seat down here in Tasmania and this is a wonderful opportunity for him tomorrow. Tell me about Devonport on Sunday. You like one in race one? 
Yeah, East Spirit resumes here today, but it does look to be a very winnable race. Um, a lightly raced four-year-old, uh, placed twice in just five starts, hasn't uh, raced since January, but was uh, a very good trial placing recently behind Serene Striker. Serene Striker stepped down and won nicely in stronger company last Sunday, so that trial form could prove to be okay. Race one, number three, East Spirit. Michael Trinder's horse second up in the third. Yeah, he made his Tasmanian debut a fortnight ago, race three, number one, Chicane. Looks set to victory after hitting the front at the top of the straight, but got the speed wobbles a, a little bit, was run down late, but I think we'll benefit from that uh, outing. And no doubt Mike will have put a little more work into Chicane, and I think it will be winning on Sunday. We know Kelvin Sanderson took a long break from uh, race riding, but mm. he rides your selection here in race number four. And I, I would think uh, Kelvin's got a really good book of rides. I would think he's... Um, he would be well, the, the jockey challenge favourite. We won't know that till Sunday, but uh, G's got a strong book of rides there uh, at the weekend. Mr. Rue Quinn has run very well at both his Tasmanian starts since he's joined uh, Leandra Gray, and she's got her stable going really nicely. He was fourth, then second. He backs up from last week when finishing quickly over the concluding stages. I think he's ideally suited by the extra distance of, uh, of today's race, uh, of Sunday's race, should I say. Uh, race four, number five, Mr. Rue Quinn. Four, five, Mr. Rue Quinn. And that horse you suggested to us, was that last week the trial really well got the money? Doro Star. Yeah. yeah. It was impressive too, wasn't it? Yeah, another one from uh, Leandra Stable, yeah. Yeah. It was going to win a long way from home. Oh, wasn't impressive, yes. Thanks, Colin. Tuesday. Yeah, Colin McNiff uh, came up with that horse, told us to watch it last uh, weekend and certainly uh, got the money by a bit of a margin there. Um, $3 it started as well. So it wasn't really short. Um, one by three in that uh, maiden race there. Doro Star, trained by Leander Gray. So, Collins for Sunday, Devonport, 1-3, Esper, 3-1, Chicane, and race four, number five, Mr. Rue Quinn.